Welcome to the Horgasm Podcast, the show where the serial killer isn't coming for you, you're coming for them. I'm Nick, and this is my co-host, Allie. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode one. Episode one. Yes, we did zero. Now we're on to one with an actual movie. Yes, we can count. Zero, we can count. One. After comes three. Ah, ah, ah. six, 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 <laughs> 13. All the important ones. All the good Halloween dark scary numbers. Or numbers. Whatever. Isn't that interesting how numbers can have such a significance? They can. They can. Isn't um in the Chinese culture, I believe, the number seven is a lucky number? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, there's some bad, uh, not bad, but... Uh, I forget the one that is the unlucky one in the Asian culture. I forget what it's completely. I forget. Um, I had some really awesome co-workers at my job that was telling me about this, and it was it was so interesting. It's not 13. It's, it's, such a, it's a random, odd number. I also read a fact that hotels won't put 13 as a floor. Sometimes. Not it's, always. It's, it's, it's sort of Toronto's bad luck. I don't know why. I, I like 13. I, it's my favorite number. 7, 13. Those are my numbers. When That's... I played basketball, I always requested to be either number 3, number 9, or number 13. Those are my three favorite numbers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I was born, like, on the 3rd and the ninth month. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I just kind of, and I just loved the number 13. I think because everybody else hated it, I was like, 13 needs some galdarn love. Exactly. That's, that's how I see it, too. Yeah. How I was like, oh, 13's a bad, unlucky, there's me. Well, it's lucky for me, then. Screw it, you know? Yeah. If it's unlucky for you, it's lucky for me. Take that, society. And it's funny, in like way back when I used to burn CDs and make yeah. you know, CDs for myself, my favorite songs were always Song 7 and Song 13. Interesting. And, and, a lucky and, and an unlucky number. And I never meant it that way. I was, Interesting. I was I'd go to my old, you know, Nicktoons, and that's what I called them. I mean, like life's all about balance, right? Yeah, and I come to you know song seven. I'm like, oh, I love this song. Song thirteen. Oh, another song. I love this song. So awesome, good. Well, tonight we um we watched Repo, the genetic opera. Love that movie. Repo man. <laughs> love it. Oh, it's so good. But before we jump into that, we're gonna talk chop. Talk chop. So uh, we watched some trailers. Um, after we watched the movie, actually. So, um, Nick, why don't you start us off on the... You were the one that brought up the trailers, so why don't you... Uh, yeah, I yeah. came across these, um, just looking up uh, upcoming horror movies, and uh, one that came up was Underwater. It um, looks like uh, a mix between Alien and Leviathan. It's got the whole underwater trope where um, you, we, we've drilled too deep. We found something we shouldn't have found. Um, it's got a good kind of very claustrophobic feel to it from the trailer so far. Which is why that um, Crawl, I believe, is the one that came out a few months ago. Yes. That's why um, that was so popular, is because of that secondhand claustrophobic feel. Yeah, this was, I think, of the, of the trailers we watched and have watched in the past. This was my favorite one. I think this one, I mean, mildly biased because there's uh, like big Hollywood actors in it, in quotations like Kristen Stewart and T.J. Miller, who yeah. I love. And the girl from Daredevil that, for some reason, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was great. So, yeah, it looks, it, it's got all these, uh, you know, not, not small, there's a few smaller actors that we don't know about. But we got, um, like I said before, Kristen Stewart, T.J. Uh, Miller, who's yes. going through his own little issues right now. But, right. Um, it looks, it looks fun. It looks scary. It does. Uh, it's got the whole underwater creatures, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. It's, it's always fun to watch and see what they look like. 
I always find um, movies in underwater and space as well extra scary because it's not like, you know, you're trapped in a confined space. Like, say we're trapped right now in the living room where we are. I can just walk out the front door and say, you know, screw this, I'm done. <laughs> Freedom! But when you're underwater in space, you can't just open a door and be no. like, I'm going to go walk through the ocean for a bit. That's cool, right? <laughs> like, it's just that extra layer of fear, mm -hmm. of like a natural fear. Yeah. That like I nobody agree. wants to be trapped underwater. Water. Nobody wants to be trapped in space. But, no. yeah. All right, well, let's uh, go on to the next um, hoax. Now, this is already released. Uh, yes. I can't find it here in, in our city. I, I looked. I couldn't find it, sadly. It's like a straight-to-video. Mm -hmm. uh, and it stars one of my, an actor from my favorite TV show ever, Farscape, Ben Browder. Stars, awesome. stars him. Um, it stars, uh, I think that's Brian Thompson, I think. I'm going to check the name. He's done so many different um, cameos and roles in movies. Like, he was... A Klingon in Star Trek multiple times. Uh, he was, I believe, the first guy killed by the Terminator in the first Terminator movie. Huh. Um, after he comes back, you know, back That would be time. a cool claim to fame. <laughs> he's, he's got just the look. Yes. Uh, he was the um, the bounty hunter in X-Files. Oh! Yeah, he, he's got this, he's got the look yeah. of just, you know, um, uh, an enforcer. Um, someone you don't want to screw with or fuck with. I right. love the character. I yes. love his acting. I really do. He's one of my favorite actors. Just... On some of his roles alone. Cool. Um, and this this movie is basically about um, the uh, the Sasquatch yes. uh, phenomenon, which you know, is it real is it not? And they're out looking for evidence. Yes. And and it's got the whole, you know, you're not looking for him; he finds you. Yes. Feel about it, and it looks fun. It, it looks, looks great. It looks it's got it's only a little scary because they're, they're trying to get away and 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 it chases him and finds him. Mm -hmm. And some of the from the trailer, um, the the effects, the look for the Sasquatch looks great. Yes. Uh, instead of having you know the Harry and Hendersons kind. I of... I was gonna say you got to be so careful not to do Harry and the Hendersons no. because, you know it. <laughs> everybody, ha well, not everybody. People our age have that picture in their mind of that Sasquatch, and it's kind of campy. Could be scary, but yeah. The look of this one looks way better. In it the looks trailers. good. I'm trying to find it. Worst yes. case, I just hit Amazon. Say, "Hey, Amazon, give me hoax." <laughs> I'll take one hoax, I'll... please. <laughs> Is it a hoax? though? do you do you think there's a Bigfoot out there? I don't. I'm no. no I'm completely anti-conspiracy, which is horrible. I'm sure bad stuff happens. I'm completely aware bad stuff happens, and stuff gets covered up. I just, I don't think there's a Sasquatch. I don't think there's a Nessie. I don't think there's an Ogopogo. <laughs> I just, I would love to, but it's just too many things have been debunked over the years to make it a thing, in my mind. Because I'm, obviously, I, I'm an accountant. I'm, be, I'm driven by facts and hard evidence yeah. and receipts and proof. <laughs> That's my whole job. But, yeah, so if I can't physically see something, I don't believe it. That makes sense. I, Except I aliens. Do. I love aliens. I do too. <laughs> I, I kind of think there is something out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much evidence. Yes. Uh, you say, you know, fact. You know, you follow by facts. Um, so what kind of facts are you talking about? Oh, well, there's the, um, 
the well, I'd say the old video, but that's kind of been debunked already. <laughs> I was going to say the old video and the footprints are the things that come to mind when I say I don't believe in facts because I think both of those things have been debunked, haven't they? Those weird footprints. Footprints, uh, yes. They and found no. that it was like a stamp. Some, some are. Okay. But there's ones over in like uh, the Yeti, the ones in the the mountains. Yeah. Those, those are a little tougher to um, to explain. Like they got the old the monks who would talk about them and say, you know, oh, yeah, there's something out there. We've seen it. We've we've heard it. Yeah. Um, I remember on an old um, coast to coast, he had a like an old audio recording of the the Bigfoot howling. Ooh. Which was creepy. Ooh, that's creepy. Do you think that humans just, when they can't explain something, make something up almost? So that, like what I always think, this okay, this is a little off subject, but I always think that humans are so afraid of the unknown. That's why we're constantly working on space and all that kind of stuff, going, you know, under the ocean as far as we can, because we're so scared of the unknown. So when something happens that they can't explain, they like so badly want something to be out there that can explain it. Like, oh, it's a Yeti. It's a Sasquatch. It's a Nessie. That, that explains makes sense. it. That makes sense. Right? So I'm... I don't know if it's like your eyes playing tricks on you. Like, oh man, I saw this thing in the Scottish lake and it's, it's totally sea monster. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny how, how also back then there wasn't, no one had phones. No one had a camera. Exactly. Nowadays, everyone's got a phone on them with their, with their uh, camera on their phone. Yes. And there's not much anymore. So, there, I was just going to bring that up. There's Now yeah. that everybody has pictures and videos, all of a sudden there's, you know, not as much anymore. Yeah, but. hide and seek champion of all time, Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, another oh, trailer, which, I, want to talk, which yes. I showed you, which looks pretty good. It's a good little independent film. Yes. Um, called Girl on the Third Floor. Yes. Starring uh, Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk, the okay. ex-wrestler. Ex I was he like, was... why do I recognize this guy? I was like, I don't think I recognize him from a movie. <laughs> uh, he did uh, the UFC, a small UFC career, didn't win anything yet, but right, who yeah. knows what his the future for him holds. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously a multifaceted guy. Oh, yeah. So. And this looks spooky. This yes. looks like a good, you know, a yes. good ghost uh, movie. And one of the taglines uh, of it is... Uh, it's a good, it's, it's a gory ending. Interesting. So, ooh, let's, let's see how much blood flies. Love and... a good gore fest. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. That's why um, one of the first franchises I actually watched and really enjoyed was a Saw franchise. And because I think there wasn't so many jump scares, which is what I always associated horror with, it was more um, gore, which was like quite intense gore sometimes, like. I always bring it up, the freaking needle pit, can't do it. Yeah. Like, that kind of gore, but it doesn't bother me. So I wasn't a big fan of Saw movies. I really mm. wasn't. It was um, too much shock. Um, yeah, it was shock horror, it, for it, sure. It, basically, it was shock Kind of like Hostel. I find Hostel is the same Oof, thing. That's a rough one to watch. I've seen <laughs> it. The girl got the whole eye dangling out, and the guy's like, hmm, snip. Yeah, I'm snip. Like, no, no, why? No. It's like, well, That's... it's already out. She won't feel anything, right? Snip. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. But it's just, it's, I don't know, I, I like the first song. The first sure. song was very psychological thriller, horror. See, and I didn't that like worked. that one. I like number two the best. Yeah. Because number that. one, it was lots like, oh, we're looking at a crime scene. Oh, let's flashback what happened, which is cool. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to, like, be there. I wanted to be there. I wanted to see it happening, which is why I liked Saw 2 before it got 
you know, diluted with all the other so like well, they stuff. Just kept, they kept, you know, raising the bar. Oh, yes. we, we, we got the, the girl's got to put her hand in the acid to get the key or, or the needle pit. Yeah. The girl who was the, uh, now it feels like meth or some, some addiction. Yes, she had some addiction, yeah. And um, they kept, you know, raising the bar, raising the bar, raising her on like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Blah. Yeah, I, I was not a big Saw fan. That's personally, fine. yeah, but. yeah. But gore is big, and I even the the trailer was creepy. It was, and I like that. Mm -hmm. I hope they didn't give too much away. I mean, we'll see when we actually go see it, which I think we should totally do a review. Of it. it looks too. awesome, definitely. Yeah, so um, I think we should. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks awesome though. I'm really interested. I love indie films. Yeah, indie films some are, are fab. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they really fly under the radar usually. And so you get some real shiners that nobody else has heard of. Yep. Which I love. Yeah. Speaking of what we just are going to watch or have just watched, mm -hmm. the other day we saw It too. Yes, we sure did. We went to It Chapter 2. Yeah. I loved it. It was I loved a great it. movie. I, I don't want to give too, too much here because I would really like, like we were talking about, we'd love to review 1 and 2 as a double feature. But I, I absolutely loved it. I actually, after we went and watched it, two days later, I went with my dad and brother-in-law. So I spent six hours and $25 of my weekend with Pennywise. Money well spent. It was money well spent. I wouldn't change it for a thing. No. And I have so many notes and things that I want to talk about. But overall, I think Bill Hader stole the show. I think Pennywise was just as scary. I yeah. loved, um, I loved every, um, part that he was in, obviously. I think, um, Bill Skarsgård is amazing. He does, yeah. Uh, one little tidbit I, I read, which I found funny, uh, Bill Hader asked him, you know, how, how did you, the eye thing, you know, how, how did the CGI do that? And, uh, he was like, just like this, and he did the eye thing right in front of him. He's like, freaked out. I was like, whoa, 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 that's not, that's not right. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was great. It was a great movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was um, a fun ride. It was. Um, I had a, quite a few jump scares. Yeah, uh, I got you got me once. Me too. <laughs> got me once. We each got I think different parts. Yeah, yeah. We each got one in different parts. So yours with old lady. Mine was with statue. Yeah, Paul Bunyan. Yeah, no spoilers. We're trying to keep spoilers away because wait until we do the review and it yep. just came out. So we're trying yes. not to ruin anything. Um, although it's it's the book's been out for years and the miniseries been out before then, but we'll yes. address it all when we do the uh, review for what both it one and two. Yes. So, which will be coming up soon. Yep. But yeah. Um, so I guess we should probably uh, get into the movie a little bit. Repo yeah. again, the genetic opera is what we watched tonight. Um, Nick, how did you hear about this movie? I heard it. Came um, out in two thousand eight. So seven. this is a minute ago. I thought it was seven. IMDb said eight. Could be seven. Seven, know. eight, whatever. It was um, around ten years ago. <laughs> I it, oh, over then. It's an old movie. I I I saw it across um I might have been an old website I used to go to uh, upcominghorrormovies.com just to see what's coming up, what's, sure. what's new. And uh, this came up and a, a trailer came up, I'm like, ooh, what's this? And it starred Anthony Stewart Head, who uh, was Giles on Buffy. Oh, he was Giles, yep, he was Giles on, Buffy. on Buffy. Even I don't watch Buffy, and I even know that name. I know I should. I don't get that. It's it, was, and I'm like, oh, well, instantly I'm like, oh, I love the character. What's yes. this about? And watched the trailer. It had um, it had Paris Hilton. I'm like, Ugh, 
<laughs> really? Really? Paris? Really? <laughs> this is when she was trying to dip her toes in everything, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think this is just during her music her, her huge music career, which just took off. Don't even talk to me about Stars Are Blind. I freaking love that song. <laughs> and, and it's got... Uh, uh, Alexa Vega yeah. from the Spy Kids franchise. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is a big jump for her. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Mosley, which he's so well known in the horror community for the Rob Zombie films. Yes. Uh, he was in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. 2. Like, he's he's a very well rounded, you know, in the horror genre. Like, mm -hmm. he's got a bunch under his belt. And the guy can sing. Oh, Everybody in this movie, well, I'll talk about it more, but I think almost everybody in this movie was so strong vocal-wise. And with it being an opera, especially with um, the, the singing, was phenomenal. Yeah. And, it, and it's a like legitimate opera. It, it's, yes. It's, I went in thinking, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, got the musical numbers, whatever. No, from start to finish, it's one big song it is yeah that act ends in literally a genetic opera yes and it's it was fabulous yeah i um i actually heard about it so 2008 i was still in high school <laughs> i used to frequent this website i know it's still a thing called prez hilton and he would talk about all the celebrity gossip it was like kind of a pre-tmz thing yeah so he was, I think, bashing Paris Hilton, like, oh, check out this trailer. She can't sing, blah, blah, blah. And it was a song, Grave Robber. And um, so I listened to it with my sister. And we, on this crappy little, uh, like, it was an i not an iPhone, but like an i um... iPod. Yes. I <laughs> can't even remember. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so we got this little iPod. We downloaded this trailer. And we listened to it over and over and over. And I loved it. And I was like, I need to see this movie as soon as it comes out. And so I did. And it was incredibly, probably not appropriate for like a 16-year-old. But, you know, the main character is 16, 17. And so I like completely related with her angst. And I, I loved the movie. I learned all the songs. And, like, even when we were listening, we could sing along to the songs. Yep. <laughs> you more than me, because I think it's been a minute since I've... I have it on my Spotify playlist. Fabulous. I have it on there. And whenever it comes up on random, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Time to sing some genetic yes. opera. When I was listening, I was like, man, I have to redo a couple playlists and add some of these songs. Because they are awesome. They're just so soulful. And the opera in it, like we were talking about, I think opera is a dying art. And I go to bit. operas here in the city that we're from, and it's not a huge thing. We only have like one big major theater. But um, whenever they have one, I make sure I go. And I'm also a season ticket holder to our theater because I feel like art and theater is so important. And people my age, like around 30, like we need to keep it alive. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's lots of older generation. That's what they had. Like my mom, even, and she's not older. She's in her, um, almost in her 60s. <laughs> and um, they used to have live bands and stuff at their school dances. Like, you don't do that anymore. You pop on an, iP an iPad or an iPhone or whatever and just hit shuffle. Yep. And that's, that's how it is now. Yep. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think that uh, that's one of the things I still love about this movie is just, I think it's aged well. I think it's, Very well. yeah, it's the music is still, you know, something that you could listen to today. Obviously we both still love it. It's got a nice kind of rock Yes. A very hard rock feel to it. Yes. Uh, when we're so saying much. opera, it's not like complete opera singing no. the whole time. It's a lot. Um, it's dark and grungy and very rock goth. opera. Very goth. Very gothic. Yeah, you were even mentioning in the house that um, I was making fun of the holograms that they keep of their dead of the guys, dead wife and the um, one of the lead characters, dead mom, and it's like this weird kind of hologram, like pictures side by side by side by side. And you mentioned that the house is very gothic and Victorian. I'm like, yeah, like it is. And it's it's an interesting theme when you combine future, because I think I wrote down the movie was, because there's flashbacks and then they flip to the present. So it was 2040 and 2056 were the two years yeah. that they play with. And so when you mix like past with future, you can get some really cool stuff. Oh, very much. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not steampunk, but it's, yes. it's like, yeah. uh, there's steampunk and then like right opposite. <coughs> or not, right right yeah. sometimes is, is, you know, what would be gothic. Would be yes. This. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful movie. I it love is. the sets. Aesthetically, nice. it's gorgeous. Very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's always dark. There's really no, the whole, whole movie, there's no sun. Yeah. No sunshine, no nothing. It's always dark. It's always dark. That makes you wonder maybe if that that's what the world is. Like, is it post-apocalyptic? It could be. It, it does have that very, uh, it has that, has that feel. Where they discuss, or discuss, they talk about how um, you want to live forever. Yes. And to do so, you basically get uh, surgeries, plastic surgeries. You get new organs. Yes. Uh, for a guy who's, you know, drink all the time. Oh, my liver, it's no good. So he makes a deal with uh, Gene Co., which is yes. the, the big corporation, which is behind all the uh, operations mm -hmm. and um, signed a waiver. Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll make payments. Give me your liver. Mm -hmm. And then, oh no, he doesn't make a payment or two. Out comes a repo man. Repo who, man. <laughs> who comes and takes the organ back. Yes. And if you die during that, well, damn it. That That's sucks. For what you. happens? Yeah. Should have kept the payments up. Yes, the reason I think it's mildly post-apocalyptic is in the beginning, they have these really cool sequences, the very beginning, the very end, and everybody's story throughout yep. is the, the musical is almost paused and they do a comic book style yes like story so there's no there's just quiet music in the background and everything is comic book style with words like whatever like yeah, yeah it was really interesting so I love that and in the beginning it talks about how there's like a something, a disease, and then there's organ failures and millions die worldwide and there's chaos and then a savior emerges, Gene Co. Yep. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, maybe there was an epidemic and that sort of, you know, can plunge society into, uh, you know, an apocalypse so-called where, yeah. you know, so many survive and then yeah, the you get these little... Yeah, the post-apocalyptic theme right. where... yes. Many, many uh, die out, but those who survive have to make changes exactly. and adjust to yeah. to survive. Exactly. And with this, it's, oh, hey, new organs, new, yes. new everything. Yeah. And and it's cool how as, as the uh, early on the movie progresses, um, through through song, uh, there is a, through every market, there's a sub-market, which yes. is the, um, the Zydrate. Yes. It's uh, kind of like a, well, it's a drug. 
but it's like uh, morphine. Yes. Uh, and a sedative almost. Yes, where it's used during the operations and to numb and so they won't feel the pain during all the operations. And uh, this one of the characters, he's, I don't say main, but he's one of the bigger... He's like the narrator, hey? Yes, yes. Called the Grave Robber. And he goes into all the, the, the graves and he basically finds corpses and sucks out these hydrates and sells it at a different price on the black market. Right. Which is a great... To like addicts yeah, and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. People a, who can't get it legally. <laughs> it's a great sub, you know, little sub-story to yes. the whole main story. And that ties into the main story with Amber yes, Sweet as well. Yes, yeah. the, she, So the main characters are um, Nathan. Yep, Who Nathan. is played by Anthony Stewart Head. Love that actor. His daughter. Shiloh. Shiloh. Who is played by Alexa Vega. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got the other side of the story. You got the the prote- or antagonist, sorry. The Largos. The, the, yeah. Yeah. So the the head of the family is Roddy Largo, and then he has three children: uh, Amber Sweet, who used to be Amber Largo before she changed her name to get a stage name, and then there's um, and she's addicted to surgeries. We surgeries find out. and and Zydrate. And she's, Zydrate. Yeah, she's, she's very addicted to Zydrate. Very. Yes. And then his other son is, or his first son, I guess, is Pavi Largo. Who has the uh, the face, the creepy face? I just it's so disturbing to me him as a character. He's like really hypersexual, and he's obsessed with his looks. So he has um, this uh, like his face is gone basically, and we were guessing it probably is from so many surgeries to get yep. his face to look perfect in quotations. So he has no face, so he gets faces like buys faces and clips them to the outside of his face and then sews his lips on. Yep. It's flipping creepy. It's so cool. <laughs> and then the other son is Luigi Largo and he has a temper. That's his, literally his only thing. And he likes to rip his shirt open when they argue. It's so weird. <laughs> he's got all these scars from his surgery. Yes. And, and he's played by the, the brilliantly talented Bill Mosley. Yes. And it's so much fun watching him act and just... He's the, uh, the, the rageaholic. Yes. Um, I don't care if I, if I, I will fuck you. Yeah. If there's a hole, I'm going to make a hole, I'm going to fuck it. Yeah. And I, I love that character. Yes. You know what? One thing is I love how they sexualize the men in this yeah. and not Amber. That yeah. is so opposite and it's so freaking refreshing. I love that. I think it's, yeah, it's interesting that, like, this is just a thing that they're, it's, it's almost like a pissing contest at all times with them. Yeah. The chemistry between Pavi and Luigi is so interesting. Their songs are amazing that they sing together. The Their fights are so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're definitely, like, they're my two favorite characters, it, I think. It really hits the whole sibling rivalry. Yes. Because, uh, as you find out, um, their father, you know, uh, he's dying. He's got some disease. And uh, he's looking to leave. He needs an heir. Yeah, he leaves an heir. And he's just so disgusted with his three kids. So he's Amber, she's she's addicted to surgery and is just massacring her body and face by doing so. Um, Luigi's got so much, you know, he's too much rage and hate and anger. And he's not one you want to leave anything to. No. And and Bobby, the other one, he's... <laughs> Too, like I said, it's over-sexualized. He's yes. all about sex. He would spend it on, like, uh, that popular internet meme, uh, hookers and blow, I think. Yes, he would. <laughs> hookers, blow, and surgery. Yeah, that would be and it. faces, yep. Cool. I think it's interesting. I'm just going to jump ahead. This is, like, 
with the air thing. I think it's interesting that um, Roddy Largo is so like um, worried, not worried about his kids. He doesn't care about his kids. And I feel like this ties back to how him and Marnie have a past. So Nathan's ex-wife yep. and how honestly he's probably completely neglected his three kids. Like it's completely his fault. I think we don't know about their mom. We don't know what happened there, but they, she's not in the movie, whoever it is, if there is one. Well, she would have came first, because his three children are older, are older than, than, yes. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I feel like, um, so he's actually really the problem, and maybe that's part of the reason. Like, he's so into his revenge plot yes. with Nathan that he's probably honestly neglected his children, and that's why they're here. Yeah. So, but he doesn't seem to blame himself. <laughs> he doesn't really care. No, no. He's he, like, eh, they're, they're whatever. <laughs> he, he's got the whole um, mentality that, you know, I'm in charge, I'm yep. at the top. Everyone else is beneath me. Yes. None of my concern. Nope. And and I, as we found out in the movie, you know, he and uh, Marnie had a thing going. Yep. They were going to get married. And then uh, Nathan comes in and kind of, I don't think on purpose, you know. No. Just, uh, she's like, ooh, ooh, I like him. I want to be with, with Nathan. And they're together, they get married, they have Shiloh. But Roddy is so jealous. Mm -hmm. He ends up uh, poisoning Marnie. Yes. And... Make it make he makes it seem that uh, Nathan's the one who did it because he's a doctor. Yes, and he's given her medication to help her get better. And uh, Roddy slips in a little bit of a poison into uh, the medicine. And yeah, Nathan gives it to her, and she takes it, uh, dies basically almost instantly. And during so, he delivers his daughter mm -hmm. Shiloh after or just as she dies. Yes, and in turn. Puts the blame all on Nathan, thinking he's the one who who killed her. Yeah, and he's so distraught by that he ends up um, telling and convincing his daughter that she is infected with the disease, a that, blood disease. Yeah, the blood disease that his that her mom did, which is so conniving because if it was any other disease, she could just get a replacement yes. body part, right? Yeah, but by having it be a blood disease, can't really replace that. I wonder if that's the same thing that Roddy so has. I, well, I, for sure. It must. It has to be. Yeah. Because he can't, can't fix it yes. himself. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's just such a... It, it's got quite a few layers to this movie. It's not it's just... interesting, yeah. I not, feel like it's so underrated. Like, I, I, it's hard-pressed to find somebody else who's seen this movie. Well, a lot of the more fans of horror think musical, oh, opera, terrible. Right. There's nothing fun about this. There's nothing horror. It's a bloody movie. It's a it's a gory movie. It's a there's obviously no jump scares or anything. It's not that kind of a movie. No. But it is creepy and it's layered and yeah, I think it's interesting. Graphic. It's yes. And um kind of campy, which yeah. I think plays well into the um the aesthetic of the movie. The campiness kind of is interesting and yeah. I think it adds to it instead of takes away. And also when it comes to the whole you know, repo character himself um, going back to the Nathan and mm -hmm. uh, the Roddy situation in their uh, storyline, um, Roddy hires Nathan. Basically, you know, you you killed your your mother, or sorry, your, your wife, uh, Shiloh's mother, and um, what? Let's make a deal. You know, I I I had a past with Marnie. Um, you work for me, and I will set you up. Mm -hmm. You just do whatever I say. You go and. It's kind of like almost like he's above the law and like, because yes. we don't see police in this at all. 
No. So it's almost like, oh, well, you killed your wife, so I'm going to guilt you into kind of working for me. You exactly. know, like, exactly. like holds it over him. He mm-hmm. does. And in turn, you'll go and repossess all the organs that uh, haven't been paid. Yes. And then that's how it goes. That's, that's the entire, basically plot yes and um there's some good organ repossessions oh too. yes oh yes it, like it's... there's a spine there's a heart there's intestines like some of the eyes effects are just amazing how they really good that. yes and uh during one of the songs um as as nathan is repossessing one of the uh one of his victims <laughs> thankless he, job yes that, oh. yes yes and yes he, he, he guts them and he puts his hand right up inside, up to the mouth. And as he's singing, he's making pup- a puppet, like, like a puppet, <laughs> and he's singing back to him. Yeah, he sings it back. Oh, yeah, and, that's and, one of my favorite parts. Of the oh, movie. it's funny. <laughs> and it also shows how um, Nathan's very Jekyll and Hyde. Very. When, when he's in, you know, when he's out of suit and with his daughter, he's the very loving, doting father who's yes. trying to you know, protect and take care of her. Yeah. But when he's out on the job, he is ruthless. He doesn't care. He's mocking. He's enjoying it. Yeah. And his voice changes. Like, it actually gets gravelly. Yeah. And, like, he's mean and vindictive and crass. And Very. it's so complete. And then when he's at home, he wears, like, like a sweater vest and glasses. And he's... Yeah. Like, even he, like, physically transforms, like you said, with the clothing. But he, like, wets his hair and slicks it back. And, like, just, oh, it's so creepy. And, like, does these really exaggerated mouth movements. And, like, it's just, like, honestly, he becomes a different person when he's Repo Man. Totally does. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. I liked that part. Um, Yeah. So, the the rest of the movie. So, basically, as it progresses, um, we're going through the movie. um, We find out that... uh, uh, Roddy, one, obviously, like we said, needs an heir, and he's decided to give his stuff to Shiloh. Yeah. Because he doesn't like yep. any of his kids, so he's done. And, so, and, and this is also kind of a good dig at Nathan. Like, he's, yes. you took my wife, you know what, I'm going to take your daughter. Yeah. Yeah, ex- that's exactly it, I it think. Is. Yeah, it's, it's, again, Roddy's revenge plot. That's yep. what he wants to do. And, uh, yeah, so he's, um, yeah, we're going through, oh, Blind Meg. Right. We meet Blind Meg. So we don't know much about her except that she works for Jinko. She's uh she's a singer. She's kind of like the face of Jinko. Um and, and played by the uh beautifully talented uh Sarah Brightman. Yes. And this is her first uh, actual uh role. Yeah, she didn't do a lot of acting. She mostly does no. producing and uh, sound, yeah. like in soundtracks and stuff. But she's, yeah, she's fabulous. Her voice is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she's, um, so we uh, meet her. She kind of sort of meets Shiloh, and she knew Marnie. They were actually best friends. They were. So she, um, she approaches, she goes to Shiloh's house and um, tells her that she's actually her godmom. She can do this super creepy thing with her eyes, that it's a hologram. And That's her, cool. it's, su- it's creepy cool. <laughs> and, and even like the, her, the hologram sings. Yes, Not I her, was going like to say the hologram. The hologram. Sings. Yeah. And, and it's just neat. Yes. It's a very neat effect and visual Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, so, um, the whole story at, is going to end at this genetic opera. And Blind Meg is retiring. Yeah. So, uh, 
she's, you know, talking about retiring and this is going to be my thing now and she wants to get to know Shiloh. Nathan comes in, freaks out. Him and Shiloh then have a fight and she has a little imaginary song that's amazing with Joan Jett. Yes. Fabulous. That song that. 17 is unreal. And then I guess um, uh, Shiloh gets away and goes and finds a uh, grave robber again. They hang well, out a bit. Well, let's, let's go let's kind of step back a sure. bit to um, the beginning of the movie where we see her. She's sneaking out. She sneaks out and goes to her mother's grave site. Yes. And spends time there and she collects dead bugs and all that. And that's where she runs into the grave robber the first time. Yes. As uh, he's doing his business, you know, robbing graves. <laughs> he sings and, another uh, great song. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of uh, takes her along with him. Mm-hmm. And it kind of he kind of shows her just what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. With, like uh, this what isn't you, what you see from your window because no. Shiloh's um, secluded to her room Very because much, of her yeah, yeah, disease. And, and So she doesn't get to see this side of the city. She doesn't get out at all. No. She, she, she gets out, she gets in trouble. Yes. Um, and also, uh, back to, a little bit back to Meg here too, we didn't talk about how her, she, t- she did, um, she had a contract with Jinko where they take out her eyes out and give her the, the fancy hologram eyes. Uh, and it was a long-term contract and basically she's had enough. Mm-hmm. You know, she's done, she's been their puppet long enough. She's done all this singing and, and uh, Amber Sweet, she's so jealous. Yes. She wants to be the singer. She wants to be the figurehead. Yes. And um, it turns out that with uh, Meg's, you know, she's planning to do her retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amber Sweet's planning to step right in and uh, be the next big star. Mm-hmm. But due to her addiction to surgery and... Zydrate. And Zydrate, you know, it's it's ruining her before she even gets started. Yeah, she missing, she's missing performances. She's not showing up, yeah. you know. Yeah. Showing up butchered. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I compare um, to uh, like the makeup for her face yeah. is very similar to um, Meg's. No, 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 no. Oh. To, no, to um, the very first Batman movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Okay. And then Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, the one, the one uh, woman who's with the Joker in that movie. She wears a mask and takes it away, and she has a scarred up face. Oh, okay. It's very similar. Yeah. Makeup wise mm-hmm. to uh, Amber Sweets later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Where she's got her face all scarred up, and her father's like, "You're ugly. I, I disown you. You're terrible." And she's like, eh, "That's no good." <laughs> Who? And, and and by the way, when I first heard Paris Hilton, I'm like, "Oh no, this is gonna be terrible." Yes, that's you know exactly what? it. After watching it, I was impressed. I'm like, you know what? Absolutely, this girl can sing. Uh, she plays slutty very very well. Yes, she does. If she even plays. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she she did great in that movie and yeah. in this movie. I. You know, I had to take uh, take a step back and say, you know what? I was wrong. She yeah. did great. She did a very good job this movie. She, she did. She played the character well. She played um, the bratty, you know, rich, spoiled girl very well. You don't say. Well. You don't say. She plays an entitled pra- princess. She's had practice. <laughs> and, and yeah, she. I, I was very impressed. I was I thought she did a great job. Yeah. I, yeah, again, I think the acting was great in this movie. I think it's really underrated. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so Shiloh gets back with Grave Robber. They go and uh, she actually meets Amber Sweet. And this is when she talks to Blind Meg, or about Blind Meg, which is when I was actually going to bring up the retirement part. Yes. And about the eyes. And um, so Shiloh's freaking out. 
and this is, uh, yeah, when Blind Meg comes back to their house and she's like, Dad, we have to save her. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, 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 no. Because we also find out that, obviously, Nathan is Repo Man. I don't actually know if we said that, but Nathan is Repo Man. Yes. <laughs> and um, Roddy has decided that he's taking a hit out, or he wants to collect Meg's eyes back. And he wants her dead, essentially, because she's retiring. So Nathan has to kind of play this part of like, well, you don't know what's going on. You don't understand. Things are bigger than you are. You're being selfish, all that kind of stuff. And so then Roddy sends a car for Shiloh and says, hey, you know, there's a car outside. He puts a big blimp kind of machine thing outside her window and says, hey, sneak out, get down here, come to the opera. And while she's doing that, Nathan is sneaking down to his little bat cave, Repo Man cave. Yeah. And he's attacked by an assassin. A couple. Yes. And he Yeah, when he goes through his little caves. Pretty quick, yeah. Yes. He really shows that he's, for being a doctor, like, he knows how to kill. Like, he... The years have been kind to him. Yes. And he knows a thing or two. Well, because I'm assuming when you're going to repossess somebody's body, like a body part, they might fight back. They might. So, (laughs) so he's pretty good at combat but we actually get to see it and it's kind of cool yeah yeah Yeah, so um i guess everything kind of culminates at uh the genetic opera we get some uh some interesting uh testifying (laughs) from different people talking about getting different organs and oh thank god gene co's there it's another really good song yeah yeah, really good dancing. It's one of my favorite dancing parts. We don't get a lot of dancing in this movie, but it's no. one of the better choreographed parts. And it's always with, uh, what do they call Pavi's girls? Because that's who they are. The Pavi squad or something I they're think... called. I read it. I totally forget, though. But they're they're interesting. And they have, um, yeah, they have really good, uh, and we get a little bit more showing Luigi, like, somebody brings him a cup of coffee and he just, like, repeatedly stabs him and says this tastes like rat piss. Yes. <laughs> Spits it out, grabs a knife, and just stabs just, the fuck out of that guy. Yes. And and it was like, oh, it's normal. It happens. Yeah, whatever. it's fine. Yeah, nobody even blinks. No. It's like, oh, sorry, Bill, the intern. Yeah. <laughs> should have got it right. <laughs> That's right. You should have. And and uh, also, um, as I mentioned to you during the, during the uh, when we watched it, Later on, they, they change uh, Pavi's face. Yes. And it is 100%. And this is before it, it came out too, but in the uh, DC Comics with uh, Batman and Joker, uh, yes. Joker gets his face cut off. Yes. And then he, he kind of you know, brings it back and wears it again, which is exactly the way Pavi wears his, his so faces. So creepy. And it looks just exactly the same. And I'm thinking, you know, what came first? Well, wait a minute. This movie came out years before this... Um, uh, storyline in the comics. Sure. And I showed you, I'm like, holy crap, this is must they may have got the idea from here. I don't know. So creepy. But it looks so similar. Yes. Yeah, it and, does. And uh, yeah, it's a very little neat little tidbit I know I picked up. Like, yeah. There has to be a connection. There has to be. For sure. Because like you know, just even like stuff with your face for some reason is so creepy. Like getting anything done to your, especially of that magnitude, like literally your whole face coming off is creepy. And Pavi just like, I think, I don't know what kind of accent they give him. It's kind of it's, like Italian almost. Yes. Like I yes. think with the, like the, the names, I think it's implied that they're Italian. 
yes, uh, or yeah, of Italian yeah, heritage, yeah, 100%. like with Roddy, Luigi, Pavi. Yeah. Who, who, by the way, the actor who plays Pavi is Canadian. Yes. He was born yes. in Calgary. Yeah. Which is so cool. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. And he went on and uh, had a band. I forgot the band's called. I wrote <laughs> down and lost it. But um, no, that's, I thought that was really cool. Yes. Yes. So when, um, so, okay. So we, we're, we're at the opera. Everybody's testifying. They're talking about their body parts. So happy for Gene Co. And uh, meanwhile, Shiloh is um, in the backstage, I'm assuming, of the how of wherever it is, the theater. And there's Roddy's playing a message for her, saying, the Repo Man's coming for you. Watch out. You know, if you don't want to get caught, you better catch him. No, and he, he um, offers her a cure. That's how he You're right. It. He You're right. Cure. I'll cure yeah. your disease that Nathan can't do it. I can. But you got to catch the Repo Man. He's, he's turned on us. We need your help to catch him. And she doesn't know that it's her father. So she doesn't nope. have any, like, ties or anything. She's just like, oh, okay. Got to catch a bad guy. <laughs> she sees him as, as uh, coming to collect Meg's eyes. Yes. And yes. she doesn't want that. So she's trying to protect Meg and also and also get the cure for her disease. Yes. Which, which makes sense. You know, you want to protect Meg, who is her godmother. And, yeah, she has no clue that Nathan and Rupan are the same person. Nope. And uh, she smacks him with a shovel. <laughs> she does. And um, so when that is kind of happening, Amber, sweet, is uh, giving her pre-Meg performance. So like we said, she wants to take over for Meg. So this is her chance to kind of, you know, show the world what she's got. So she starts kind of sort of singing. And her face, so right on top of her forehead where her hairline is, is kind of peeling down. And she has to keep pulling her skin up to keep her face yeah. covered. And then she um, tries to kind of do a twirl, knocks her microphone stand, and her whole face falls off. Yeah. All of her skin off. Just gone. Just gone. Just gone. So she freaks out, runs off stage, and everybody's just kind of like, ugh, booing her and like, what a mess. So gross. Yeah, and in fact, before she runs off, she reaches down, picks up her picks face. Picks up her face. And takes off with her face. <laughs> like, it's it's almost comical, but it's like, in that moment, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> and I think it's to show that she's gotten too many surgeries. Yes, that, that, that's, that's exactly it. It's implied it. that she, she overdid it. Yeah. One too many. It's culminated now, and she's, she's overdone it. You yeah. know, nothing will stick anymore, kind of. Ugh. So, so then, so she runs off. Okay, stage is reset. Meg get, is performing. We get, we get the big Meg performance, which the, is beautifully done. It It is actually the first full song that's not a dialogue song. It's just a song until the very end. Yep. And it's beautiful. Like, her voice is like butter. It's I just love listening to her sing. It's fabulous. Like a cold knife through hot butter. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Nick, it's too late for that. Nonsense. <laughs> so, so we'll go through this a bit more after. Um, but basically Meg doesn't want to be, doesn't want her eyes repossessed, so she rips out her own eyes. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's pretty cool how you, you don't see how it's coming until no. she's doing the whole, her, they have, she has on like wires that so she lifted up, she's kind of like an angel flying around. Yeah. And you notice, I don't know if you notice, but she's got on on both of her index fingers, 
you don't notice it until you, you notice she, she it. She got, she got like, um, <laughs> I don't know, like knives? They're like mini knives. Yeah. Like, um, um, all the girls out there listening, <laughs> if you go to get your nails done and they wrap the template for getting your gel nails on, it sort of um, wraps around and comes to a point about two or three inches off your finger. That's exactly what it looks like. It's like a almost a ring on the tip of her finger, except it's pointed, like a ah, talon almost. Yes, yes, that's a perfect word. It's a talon. She has two talons on yes. her fingers, and they go into her eyes. They sure do. Yeah. Right in, rips them out, and then uh, Roddy gets disgusted and uh, clips her wires, holding her up while she's singing, and she gets impaled on a piece of stage, like a spear, sort of. There was like a gate, sort of. Like a fence. Like a fence, yeah. A pointy fence, and, and so she, she gets just, impaled. Yeah. Lands right back and then they his... just leave her there yep. for like an extended period of time. Yeah, the, the curtain closes and he walks out like, oh, how about that? That, yeah. was, that was impressive. That was quite the performance, hey? <laughs> yes, and then this is when we get Shiloh having the confrontation with Repo Man. Yeah. Realizes it's her dad. And uh, they're both upset because he's obviously been lying to her, telling her that oh, I'm just, you know, a surgeon and I love my daughter. And he's actually, you know, part of the reason that the world's such an ugly place. Yeah. So she feels uh, pr pretty hurt. Pretty gall darn hurt. A little betrayed because... Very he betrayed. Didn't tell her and he's doing such a dirty job. And at the same time, he's trying to give her medicine. And yes. protect her and all that. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, and then so um, so Nathan leaves. He's like, oh, this is all Roddy's fault. I'm going to go find him. So he um, he goes and then gets sliced by Luigi. He um, he just kind of gets him. Um, Shiloh's already out on stage. She, um, pa she passes out because yeah. of her, her blood disease. Yes, yes. And they both wake up with uh, Nathan tied up yeah. in a chair. And she's just laying in blood. Yeah, she's just there. So Roddy then discloses to the audience that he's terminally ill. He's like, yeah, I'm dying. This is my big secret. I'm dying. Sorry, guys. Um, and he um, he's like, by the way, I'm going to leave everything to this lovely new rando Shiloh, but you have to kill your dad. Yeah. He's tied to a, like a wheelchair -like type yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just, just shoot him. It's fine. Everything is yours then. Gene Co. is yours. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he's yeah. pushing hard that, you know, he lied to you, he did this to you. Yes. And this disease you have is fake. Fake. Fake disease. Blood disease isn't actually a thing. He just did this to keep you home. He's been, yeah, he's been giving you um, something to, don't, don't pretend, but to show symptoms. Yes. Of not, of when you miss your uh, your uh, medication. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he, he just, you know, you were a pawn. He just... Yes, Played it's a classic time. case of Nathan having Munchausen syndrome and then um, Shiloh having Munchausen by proxy. Yes. So, um, so she, you know, if you, there's been a lot of this in the media recently, but if you believe you're sick, you can actually trick your body into believing you're sick. Yeah. And so, you know, she thinks she has this blood disease and obviously she's been getting pills to show that it's happening or yeah. something. I'm, well, we're not 100% sure what the pills do, I don't think. But we do see that she's bald. Yes, she is she bald. Wears, she wears a wig. So it does something. That's why I mean like it does something. Yeah, it, it, it gives symptoms, but it does not actually do anything. Right, right. So, yeah. So, um, so uh, okay, so she obviously won't kill her dad. She's like, no, that's ridiculous. And so um, 
Roddy shoots Nathan. Yep, he takes the gun, lights drop. Lights bang, drop. Bang, and then... And Shiloh's like, oh my god, she's like, this is my dad. Like, even though we've been fighting this time, this whole time, we just had a huge blowout backstage, it's still her dad. Yeah. Regardless of what happened, you know, it's still your dad. So and, she's upset. Yeah, and Roy's like, ha ha, I win. Dead. He yeah, just falls collapses. Over. Collapses, yeah. dies. That's it. And uh, Shiloh and Nathan have a little heart oh, to heart. They have and... a fabulous song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan bites it because this is a tragedy. This is an opera. Not there's, many people are making it out alive. <laughs> there's no happy endings. No happy endings in operas, happens. you guys. Yeah. So um, so Nathan dies. We find out Shiloh escapes somewhere. She, well, She's off. She said no. She, I do not want uh, Gene Kill. I'm off yes. to go see the world and uh, I'm, I'm free. Yeah. And uh, Amber Sweet takes over. Amber she Sweet takes, takes over Gene Co. And uh, Luigi and Pavi are her two right-hand men. And uh, she, she auctions off her, uh, her, her, face. her face. She has a new one. I don't know where she got that one from, but she auctions off her uh, fallen face. Luigi kills the first three bidders, and uh, her other brother, Pavi, Pavi mm-hmm. buys it. Yes. And he's wearing her face now. And it's the perfect kind of ending. Uh, Grave Robber ends the movie by uh, his little outro monologue yep. thing. And it's great. I just, I think the grave robber was such a great character. I think I he's one of my favorite, like I already said, Pop and Luigi. But um, the grave robber is such a good addition. He's a great narrator. He he's is. such a neutral character. Like, he, I don't think he really cares. He's just about selling that side Making and money. making the money. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, he kind of sort of helps Shiloh a bit. But he also has, like, a little thing with Amber Sweet. So he's kind of, doesn't oh, yeah. really care. He's just kind of there for shits and googles, Pretty I much. think. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, and that was the end of Repo. Great. It was great. It was good. It. I don't think it would be for everybody, like, as much as I loved it. It's not for people, I don't think, who like musicals. Because no. it is front to back. There's very little dialogue. Most of the dialogue is done through songs. There is probably three or four lines of just dialogue in the entire movie. Exactly. Three from... Roddy and one from Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. And that's it. The rest is all through song. Yes, it is. Which is a very, you don't see it very often. Or, no. Or at all. It's a very rare w- way to uh, produce a movie. I agree. It's like I just saw Rent in like a live production of Rent not that long ago. And that's another one where it's like a lot of songs. Not so much. There's hardly any dialogue. Tons of songs. And it's awesome. Like a 10 minute song called La Vie Bohème where they talk about their life. They're just like, yeah, this is this is a ten minute song. <laughs> love nice. it or leave it. <laughs> but it's it's amazing, and I I love musicals, so I'm biased in that. Um, you're not gonna get like super high paid actors that everybody knows, but I think the story is such an interesting story, mm-hmm. and especially in this kind of day where um, you know we're manufacturing kind of sort of we're learning how to grow hearts and ears and that kind of stuff. Like I. Don't think that this future is completely off. I think we're going to get to a point. It's not that far off. It's not. I think we're going to get to a point, maybe not, hopefully not the whole corporate owning the world kind of type thing. But I think we're going to get to a point where there are organs for sale. And, you know, I think it's another thing where the rich can afford it and the poor people can't. And they die or go broke or well, there is a, are addicted 
there, there is a, an, I don't say old, but there is a well-known horror trope where yes. the guy or girl character gets drugged yep. and wakes up in a tub full of ice with a nice cut in their stomach. And, oh, my kidney's gone. My What what the heck is, is going on? And he got the whole organ... Um, For sure. Um, organ market, and they just take... Pretty sure there's a creepypasta about this. I'm pretty sure I've read one. I know there's a movie about some (laughs) girl wakes up to her kitty missing. Yep. And, yeah, it's an an older movie. I forget what it's about. But it's really, it really stuck with me, that scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, this isn't too far away, I think. I don't think so either. Just with the kind of, like, plastic surgery that is so readily available, even now. And not, like... Super easy, but I mean, everybody's getting, it seems, lip fillers, Brazilian butt lifts, tummy tucks, lipo. Like, it's so much more commonplace now. Boob lifts, boob jobs. And and it, and it really kind of shows how some people are so insecure. With their, and vain. Their, yes. Like they, and they don't see themselves being beautiful enough or they're not perfect enough. And, and I think that is completely brought on to... By the world's addiction to social media. I'm just going to say it. That could be. <laughs> Everybody wants to see a perfect picture. You know, they want to have perfect skin. They want to have a small nose. They want to have a tiny waist and all that kind of stuff. Even though um, body acceptance is becoming more of a thing. It is. I think it's still, you know, the ones getting all the likes are, you know, the Kardashians. And that's yeah. just a fact. <laughs> unfortunately, and, right? And it's, it's a grim undertone of Reaper's genetic opera. Yes. Where, where Amber Sweet, she's probably, yes. they're not pretty enough. They're not no. beautiful enough. They're not attractive enough. I need more. I mm-hmm. need more. Oh, this this isn't right. I need more more work on my nose. Yes. I need, I need a whole new face. Mm-hmm. And that's the undertone of the movie. And I think another undertone is um, how it's not even completely about outside. outside. It's about the insides. Ah, yes. No one's pretty on the inside. It's like every time, like Luigi... He is so ugly on the inside. Like, he's such a horrible human. Mm-hmm. But, you know, has all of his organs replaced, as we see with all the scars on his chest. Yeah. He has all of his organs replaced. Everybody's getting organs replaced. So, you know, there's no such thing as, really, inner beauty if you keep getting all that replaced, right? That's true. I think it's sort of a, yeah. I, I just think that there's so many layers to this movie that people write off by just like, oh, it's a campy opera. I think there's so much more to it. Yeah. And like, I think everybody should give it a try. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. Give it a shot. And Absolutely. even if you don't like the movie or don't, or not, don't like uh, the whole musical part, watch it for the violence. Absolutely. There's a good bit of gore. Yeah. Um, the actors. The actors are really underrated, I think. And, and who doesn't want to see Paris Hilton's face fall off? Right. That's who like doesn't? everybody, let's be honest. Most people watched um, Wax. What House, was it? House, of, House Wax. of Wax. Because Paris Hilton dies. Yes. That's why yep. I watched it. <laughs> But yeah, we'd love if you guys would watch it for yourselves. Maybe hit us up on Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook, and just um, let us know if you or if you agree with us. Exactly. Please, please, we'd love feedback. We want to get your comments. Talk to us about it. We'll talk back. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring it up in a future episode. We'll yeah. come back to this one or future. Or we'll come back to previous movies we've we've Absolutely. reviewed and discuss a bit more of how. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe some yes. of we'll get some other opinions on the matter. Maybe it was actually horrible and we slept through it and just imagined it. <laughs> Could have. <laughs> it's always possible. But, so, Nick, so what, what would you give this movie rating? Oof. I'd give it a good solid three and a half out of five. Horgasms. Just because 
the 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 best thing going for it is definitely the plot. Yes. Uh, the actors. Yeah. Actors just make this work so well, and as well as um, the music. Yes. Music is a huge part of horror movies, mm-hmm. and uh, this one was you know basically all music. Yeah, but it worked. It was a good dark, uh, dark tone. Yes, I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I love it. Yes, what do you think? I do too. I would probably, in my opinion, I would give it a four. I would give it a four because I love this movie. I love the music. It is timeless. Obviously, from ten years later, both of us are still singing to it. Yeah. Um, the dark tones, the layers of the movie, I, the actors, the. It it was really good. It really speaks to me. I love musicals, so I'm like I said, biased. But uh, this movie's great. I I love it, and I think everybody should watch it. I think you should give it a try, even if musicals aren't your thing. I think that this has enough, like you said, gore and whatnot to uh to definitely pass as you know, even if people don't like musicals. Yeah. Also, I we before we forget, yes. we gotta have the Ichabod King of the Flick. Absolutely. Uh, our beautiful executive producer Ichabod, who's gone to bed, yeah, she's, she's here in spirit. Yeah, she, she told she, us before she went to bed. Don't yeah, worry, you guys. Yeah, you guys have to do a podcast before you sleep, <laughs> and so we're doing one. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I believe for the uh, Ichabod, she she told us, you know, yes, for the kill of the week, or kill sorry, kill the flick not the week, would be Blind Mags. Yes, and I totally agree with you. I think Blind Meg is um, this kind of angelic character and how she's killed even, like by trying to end it herself and go out on her terms. Instead of having Nathan as Rubeman come and collect, which he kind of was, he was against doing. Yeah, he wasn't, I don't think he would have done it. No, I think she knew it was him too. Yes, absolutely. uh, No, he kind of said no and uh, and she knew that Roddy would send someone. Yes. So she's like, you know what? Go on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Got the whole talony things out eyes, and they and they were stuck on talons too. They which sure really were. Cool. Yeah. And, and and anything with the eyes is extra creepy. I find yes. sometimes like and, and eyes it, are so sensitive. And there's a bit of a, a bit of CGI blood, but you yeah. can see her digging in, and I'm like, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Ooh, that's mm. not feeling good. Nope, nope. And especially, what I always think with like all the stuff that goes on with her eyes, like. There's no way that that felt nice. No. Ugh. Like, can you imagine how many different things that was hooked up to? Because those eyes didn't just see. She no. says right in the movie, these eyes do more than see. Yeah. So I don't think it would just be one swift pull. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. And then afterwards... No, there was a song involved. She yes. She was a bit. And okay. even when Roddy cuts her wires and she's impaled, it's just this, like... Like, she's just hanging there. She's just there. Yeah. Ugh. And they just leave her there. <laughs> yep, she, and that's it. That's, that's, that's it. where she ends. Yeah, and there are a few good kills. Uh, one guy said earlier, a guy gets his spine removed, which is pretty. Ugh. It's a good, good way, and and they're all awake. Yes, like they don't. They well, don't care. No, like even even uh, Nathan, he sings out no anesthetic. Yeah, like he like. They're not paying them extra for it. No, nope. yeah, Roddy doesn't care if he lives if they live or die. He's in there to get the organ out, and that's it. And you know what? Another thing that just is so weird is like when he rips the stuff out. There's serial bar, like um, serial numbers on them, and like yes, like scanning, yes. like what is it, the QVC code or whatever. Yeah, I noticed that on the all spine. of them, and I'm like, <laughs> like it's literally just a product to them. They're not people. It's just a product. Yeah, the all the cares we're getting paid for it, and nope, we can't pay. We don't care. We're taking it back. It's crazy. Yeah. 
yeah, but this has been um, us watching uh, Repo, the genetic opera. Um, we just uh, want to thank you guys again for joining us. Um, this episode, as always, is brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod. Yep. And we hope that you enjoyed your orgasm as much as both of us did. We always enjoy our orgasms. <laughs> always. Always love them. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe to us. Also, please like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, and Twitter at Gasm Horror. And uh, as always, if you guys have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. And uh, we hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Plenty of orgasms for you to experience. <laughs> <laughs>